Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older. Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network, powered by Omaha Audio. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning, spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs, babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show, and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek. Martin Weiss. Martin, I would like to get to what I think are the important stories. Hard Knocks begins tonight. The Pac-12 is dismantled as much as it could be pretty much at right now. The Little League World Series has begun. But Sheck, our partner in crime, Sheck, is just bursting to brag about this Penguins trade. So let's get it out of the way, Sheck. Eric Carlson from the Sharks to the Pens. Basically, for draft picks this major summer. All right, Sal, There's no other way to say it. I'll be it. back in half an hour. See you in a minute. Oh no! Come on, no. come on! No, Go let ahead, him Dave. have his moment. No, that's that's tough. It's a franchise shifting move to purge terrible contracts that were made by Ron Hextall, who obviously was the double agent. I said he was when the pen, or I feared mm-hmm. he was at least when the Penguins first hired him. He proved me correct. My cynicism was accurate. This conspiracy worked out. Ron Hextall did his best to scuttle the Pittsburgh Penguins the finest team of the millennium, but it didn't work out ultimately because now they have purged those lousy contracts Mm. for one of the great offensive defensemen in the history of the game, joining Paul Coffey and Larry Murphy and Serge Gonchar and the other high-end blue liners who knew what to do from out at the blue line. He will transform the power play for the Penguins and keep this window ever so slightly ajar in the twilight of 87 Sidney Crosby's career. So yes, I'm over the moon about it. Of course. All right. Well, let's ask Eddie spaghetti, uh, individual rival in division rival rather, uh, Eddie, the Rangers, does this, uh, this bum you out as a Ranger fan? Then I'm going to ask meatballs the same as an Islander it, fan. It bums me out as a friend of Dave. I just want the Penguins <laughs> to have the most competitive team for the most amount of years in the future. And I just am afraid that a 33 year old <laughs> defenseman, uh, and I use the term defenseman lightly, um, you know, with a $10 million cap hit and a team without first round draft picks and getting close to the cap with a lot of aging players. Uh, the old, the, this is the what actual I like. oldest roster in the NHL. I just want Dave's team to be competitive versus my Rangers for the foreseeable future. And I'm, I'm pretty worried about that. This is what I like it. This is how I see it. Eddie, an aging team struggled to make the playoffs and didn't last year. And now they have what an aging team struggling to make the playoffs. That's what it is. Shaq, right? It fails to understand the big picture. If, if that's your frame <laughs> of mind. I mean, I, I, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty about guys who most of our listeners have never heard of, but there were some real lousy contracts that hamstrung what the franchise could do. And what this does is allow them to play not just not just to purge those contracts and brings in a good player, but an all time great who fits exactly the brand of puck that Mike Sullivan, the coach, the longtime coach, couple of cups and all that Mm. wants to play. But beyond that, the thing that puts me over the moon is that for the last 30 years, the Penguins are without debate the most successful franchise in the sport. And they've done it with a consistent style that is electric. They don't care as much as other teams do. The New Jersey Devils, I guess, are kind of their polar opposite or were winning their cups, just trying to win every game, one nothing, 2-1, all that kind of stuff. 
The mm. Penguins are all set up to honor 87 in the base, best way possible. They're going to play a lot of eight, seven games this year. Um, no matter mm. on the back end, they're just going to try and outscore everybody. And if nothing else, the regular season should be dandy. And this should get them into the playoffs, you would hope. Um, and then you see what hey, they I can don't know. I don't know. I, you know, meatballs. Uh, the way I see it, I'm a, you know, I'm a puck analyst uh, first and foremost. I uh, giving up a 2024 first round pick is a killer for an old team, an absolute killer, if you ask me, meatballs. I, th- you know what? I think David's right. I think it's it's an okay trade for. Them. I oh, think they'll, they'll survive. They'll be a. Uh, oh, it's it's uh, I think it was the right move to do for them. It's an insane trade. I, I mean, like it's it, you don't have to lie. You can point at the problems with the guy, Eric Carlson, as a defensive liability. Obviously, he also mm-hmm. won the Norris Trophy for the best defenseman uh, just uh, just a couple of months ago. But the the big picture is it was a heist on, uh, you know, generational level. I mean, they they got rid of some just albatross contracts um, hmm. and we're in one fell swoop. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a crazy good deal. Like you don't have to love the guy, but it is the penguins are way, way, way better off today than they were no, a week ago. I and there's no, I'll talk to you off air about it, but some, some of those names, what well, we can get into it off air because you're right. Some of these names, um, are, are listeners are not going to recognize, but, um, hopefully they recognize some, uh, some of the faces on hard knocks tonight. This is one of the tent bowl events there, Martin, right? When a fantasy football magazine comes out, uh, when you talk about a fantasy football draft date, when Hard Knocks premieres, it's getting closer. And we got the Jets in camp, but what could be better with Aaron Rodgers and who we did not want to talk about, but we're going to have to for the next uh, month or so, oh, right? Yeah, offensive coordinator Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we saw a little bit of from the Hall of Fame mm. game where, you know, the uh, little sneak peek behind the curtain. You know, we won't see guys getting cut, but maybe we'll see Aaron Rodgers calling plays like he called that one, apparently, the Zach Wilson to Malik, somebody, whoever it was, that 57-yard pass during the Hall of Fame game. I can't wait. Right. I, I can't wait. It's football season, gents. I know, Dave, you guys aren't here yet. You guys just spent 10 minutes talking about hockey. Who gives a good goddamn about hockey right now? Oh, football come on. season is 30 days away, man. Martin did call the over in that Hall of Fame game. The Jets uh, upset by the Browns. My goodness. Look for that from the Brownies uh, all year round. But we do have hard knocks tonight. You know, babyface Joel Solomon came up with a bunch of props uh, for what we can and can't, might not see. Uh, Maybe we could put odds on something. Babyface, what do you have for this? You have something with... uh, this is very exciting. I'm very, I, 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 only if Logan Roy himself showed up on hard knocks, I think would I be more excited for tonight. All right, let's start. He's with- dead. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if excited would be the uh, reaction, but yeah, that's interesting. Go Does ahead. Sauce Gardner use any type of sauce at any point? Oh, oh. You know, I could see him getting approached by, um, you know, Dave's hot sauce or some kind of hot Paul Newman, some kind of hot sauce. Like uh, they they set it up where he's. He has to sit and interview. Does he try a sauce? I would say the odds are decent for that. Yeah. Like three to one, somewhere in there. Dave, Shaq? Sure. Yeah. If they show them in the cafeteria, most human beings, I think, sauce their food versus don't. So if you're gambling that we'll see them eating food, there will be sauce on Sauce Gardner's plate. Uh, Now, 
Well, I think more more than that, it'll be set up. Go ahead. The real man. question I want to know, will hot sauce from the prior generation, because hot sauce, uh, you know, former and one basketball player, sauce Gardner, will there be like a, you know, a junior senior clash or matchup? Probably not, but I'd love to see it. Interesting. There was one you had uh babyface will Zach Wilson hook up with Sauce Gardner or any of other teammates' moms. Um, and I think uh you gotta have put a minus number in front of that, Martin. Oh, well, I mean, especially now because he's backup quarterback, he's not getting not nearly as many reps in practice. What else is he supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. Uh will head coach Robert Sala, you came up with this babyface, lead the team in a Taylor Swift friendship bracelet bonding exercise. This seems to be a foregone conclusion with all the Taylor Swift Swift craziness. Shaq, have you avoided it? No, I thought it was super cool. My sister uh, woke her kids up, her two little girls on uh, Saturday passed and announced to them from Mm. Chicago, we got to get to the airport. We have a 7 a.m. flight out to Los Angeles. And uh, they flew in, saw Taylor Swift. The phenomenon is really, I mean, I... Uh, these weirdo people. I remember when I was a kid and, and some of my friends were like, full house is so lame. It's so unfunny, like teenage guys. And like, yeah, it's not for you. It's not made for you. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as people who bellyache about the Barbie movie or Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not for you, but the fun a phenomenon is kind of from what I can tell on par with like the Beatles or any other. I mean, I don't even know what it yeah. compares to. I mean, this is, Every night, I mean, it seems, wherever she goes, in, at least in the U.S., and I assume that's true the world over, wherever she goes, I mean, these aren't arenas. These are jam-packed people paying $1,000 yeah. or whatever the hell they pay to get into these places. More, yeah. And for three and a half hours, she belts out these songs. What is she, 30? Is she even 30? I don't know. Did, yeah, she just passed She 30, has this catalog of yeah. songs and that everybody who is in the joint knows every word to every song. It's right. It's really loco. I feel bad that I'm, uh, you know, after just a weekend of soccer, 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 Messi and the women's team and all this talk about all that. I've, I've missed the boat on soccer and I've missed the boat on Taylor <laughs> Swift. I I'm just like, a. there's still time. I don't know. You missed a swift boat. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, you know what? Uh, yeah. Martin, it's funny because uh, Sheck talked about how everybody knows the words. There's been people posting in Inglewood outside the stadium a few blocks away. You you lived there uh, not so long ago. How freaking loud it is because you have teenagers and grownups just singing these like these people can't get to sleep. All right. It's like 10 30, 11 at night. But it, it is. It is a phenomenon. I think Sheck is right, like that we've not seen before. We have seen it before, though. We're seeing it right now. Beyonce is doing this exact same thing, if not bigger. No. Like, I know, bro, well, I know at least, I know off the top of my head, six different people that flew to different countries to go see Beyonce. You want to talk about mm-hmm. that? Your family flew from Pittsburgh to L.A. Well, my, my girlfriend here, she flew to freaking London to go see her. And then two days after that, my, my good friend, another uh, friend also in London to go see the next show. And I, I across the board, uh, to me, I would say right now, Renaissance is the bigger tour. That's just interesting. Me. That's, that's wow. not true. I mean, I think I, I don't know I, this for a fact, but I'd be willing to bet you now that I mean, I don't know how do you gauge those things. Revenue. uh, you know, sold seats, you know, percentage of unsold seats, all that kind of stuff. I 
I'm with you on Beyonce and what's his name who sings, uh, you know, uh, the guy from the Sauce One Direction. What's the guy? The big famous yeah. guy, the handsome devil, the British character, the British fella, you know, who Harry made, Styles, Harry uh, Styles. Like uh, yeah, that's Harry a huge Styles. tour and everything. But this is different. This Taylor Swift thing is just gaga. I don't think we've seen. I like. I, I, I'm going Beatles. Gaga's not even right, Gaga. Exactly. It yeah. doesn't even go back as far. Yeah, Gaga was big and Madonna was big. I don't, I, I can't remember a yeah. comp for this. Is there, There's got to be something in between the Beatles and Taylor Swift. I just can't remember what it is. Well, maybe Martin's right. Maybe it's just because it's in my head and in my house. And, you know, Sheck, you, ta- you talked about how, well, it's not for you, the Taylor Swift. The funny thing is, it's, it seems to be for people who you wouldn't think it was for. Like my wife went, she didn't give a crap about Taylor Swift two months ago. She went with my niece and sister-in-law and she tells me she's crying at the songs. Like, what is wrong with you? She's like, oh, it's just songs that, you know, the, the boys grew up with. And I remember singing. I was like, you did? I don't remember Taylor Swift being spoken about in our house at all before <laughs> this month. And how are you going to get there and where the Uber is going to drop you off six, six miles from the actual event? venue so um yeah it is weird it's taylor swift and then you get this bracelet i don't know if your sister told you about this you get some kind of um it was a there was the bracelets that you make and then there was a bracelet they handed out the concert that changes colors according to the song first of all everybody says it's the greatest show they've ever seen i've I've actually like talked to people they're like well maybe not the best concert the best show though four hours and part of it is because you have this bracelet that turns colors the bracelet hasn't gone off it's still i, I don't know what's going to happen we're going to have to have some kind of funeral service uh for when this bracelet dies down it's still in the uh living room my there. one my one grievance and it's yeah. who, who cares what dave thinks about this do you do you if it makes you feel uh good as you go out into the world the only part mm. that makes me feel a little uncomfortable is the grown men who have a daughter who celebrate that fact as though it's an accomplishment that they care about their daughter. Yeah. This girl, Hashtag dad, girl dad, Dave. that girl dad thing is very weird. To me. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like Chris Rock joked about uh, forever ago. It's like low <laughs> expectation having MF or like what? Yeah. What you care uh-huh. about your daughter. Oh my God. Yes. Hail you for, for, um, for being interested in your children. I don't get the, like the pride in having done sex and it producing one of the two genders. Yeah. It's very weird to me. Eddie Spaghetti, you would not cry at a Taylor Swift oh, yeah, show, yeah. right? I'm I'm going to cry for a different reason. Uh, my fiance and some of our friends are all going <laughs> together. They all got tickets. It. They didn't get me a ticket, which is fine. But oh. um, I have to now be the chauffeur to and from SoFi Stadium since I live about oh, 10 minutes bad. away. So <laughs> I have to literally stay up and be sober to go pick them up from a concert. It's going to be brutal. Interesting. Wow. You know what? Buy them a parking pass at the Forum which is, I think, like a seven-minute walk. I think that's what a lot of people are doing. Well, just uh, um, just while you're there, you're just the know, Eddie, that Beyonce's making almost double the amount of money that Taylor Swift has on her on their tours. How could that be? How because could Beyonce's she the biggest star of my generation dates. by far. But is she charging Easily. more? Is she charging $20,000 a no, seat? The, like how uh, much can she charge? The average ticket prices are about 700 for both. Hmm. <laughs> Which really? is insane. Oh my God. I, Forbes. Well, I haven't but even she's seen a seven. Like I'd love to see a 700 this somewhere. Renaissance World Tour. It was the first concert ever to sell out in Stockholm. They had to do another one. And I know three people that flew from Detroit, Michigan to Stockholm to go see Beyonce. Yeah. Wow. And they're all Ken and Harry. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll figure this out. How do we get on this? Oh, that dumb Bob cop Sala. with the Taylor Swift friendship. Yeah, right. Robert Sala. Um, Shaq, how many times is the word expectations um, used in episode one? Over under three and a half. Expectations. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. That's a, that's one. Yeah. That's a, that's a, one of those you know August words. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out which the which August buzzwords there are. We could pick out the and 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 all the articles and all that, but expectations. Slowing down proven, is a big one. Game slowing down. Slowing down. Elevated right. uh, performance. Yeah. Um, feels different. Toughness. Feels different is a big one in 2023. I've noticed like, mm-hmm. you know, this camp feels different around here. I've been, I've been coming into this training camp for the last few years. This season feels real different around here. I don't you know can where really, that one came from. You can see the benefit of the work. That's what it is. You, know, you can really see the benefit of the oh, work. That's good too. That's good too. How about culture? Different culture. culture. I feel like before uh, the last two decades or a decade and a half, whatever, culture has been big. I never used the word culture until uh, we in social studies or <laughs> we'd be reading National Geographic or something. But culture now is um, infiltrated all. Aaron Rodgers is um, is the figure is the central figure, obviously, of the twenty three Jets. And by the way, I've spoken with name drop the main man of NFL films. I wished him well with uh, with the debut. Um, and he said he has not been on the day to day, minute to minute of it, but he understands that episode one is a gem, according to the insiders over there. Okay. Films. I'm looking forward to it. The problem is that with Rogers being an old man, you're not going to hear a lot about this young man. And there's a, I, I love to talk about this young man can be as good as he wants to be in this league. I also right, like right, the right. references. Yes. Be on the lookout for this league as though. You know, baseball, there's the Korean <laughs> League, there's the the, the Japanese League, there's mm. fall ball and all that. Pro football, a couple <laughs> challengers every decade or three. This league. Okay, yeah, right. This right. But in Not this really league. another option. This league. Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Just ask Carson right, Wentz if there's yeah. another option. Right. Well, it's funny. I was going to bring him up. So he worked out. He was seen working out yesterday, day before, in Eagles, Colts, and Commanders gear. Um, I don't know what the point of that is. Is he just reminding people that he's a, a nice option on Immaculate Grid? By the way, Immaculate Grid, Sheck, I was doing it the other day and I was thinking Sheck would probably be very good at this because he visualizes the uniforms. As soon as I see that I have to match up a, the Titans with the Bills, I go back to uh, great games that they may have played, which is not the point of Immaculate Grid. And I can't get free of that. Are you good at I, Immaculate I Grid? I haven't. Is that the thing that I keep seeing? The, the oh, six, wow. The oh. six-way like, tic-tac-toe board and then people fill out Nine. kind of thing? Yeah, Dave, welcome to the Nine welcome to now you've lost. You're going to lose <laughs> about 45 minutes of your life every day now. Do I need forward. an app oh, for yeah. it or what? Do no, I sign up for the it. app? No, it's Immaculate immaculategrid.com there's there now there's all four sports right all four major sports and you have to you know it'll be the cross Venn section so it'll be like guys um, or whatever yeah, exactly. yeah yeah i've seen people do yes it. like tigers pirates who's played on the tigers and pirates and then there might be like pirates um a 300 hitter and uh, a golden glove winner you know like that there's all kinds of like uh cross sections and you'll just stare at it uh forever yeah yeah, the first hour of your morning is now. Here's a dead, good Tiger pirate know, so that people probably that. don't know is true. Kirk Gibson. <laughs> Kirk yeah. Gibson's uh, in the twilight oh, right. of his careers, played oh. for the Buccos. 
Yeah, he's actually, yeah, he's a good one. So Carson Wentz, I think the way, Martin, with this, are you good? At, are you any good at this? I think the way you, you kind of look at quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks, if you could, it's like memorizing the two-letter words in Scrabble. If you could remember the kickers who have played for seven teams or the backup quarterbacks, the Cade McCowns of the world, you're off to a good start. Yeah, right? where, I run, where I run into trouble is, you know, 350-yard passer. Or, you know, like, and trying to find the guy that is not the obvious answer or, you know, trying because, you know, mm -hmm. the whole point, the whole point, Dave, is to get the most, the rarest score. Right. So to your point. Yes. Kurt Gibson will be a great Tiger Pirate because nobody's going to guess yep. Kurt Gibson played for both of those teams. Right. You just know that. Right. So, like, if you're, for example, going to do Eagles, Colts, Carson Wentz, a ton of people are probably going to put Carson Wentz which would then take your rarity score higher, which is like golf. They've got a lower score. Oh, so there's right. more value on would be certain good. names. Okay, fun. Yes. So like, yeah. So like if you take a, uh, I, I don't even know, like uh, or did Rennie Stennard play for two teams, whatever it is, but you would get a, like a 0.6%. Like people for would example, pick you know what I mean? I think yeah. this is true. If you, if it was commanders and Eagles, you could choose Ross Tucker and how many people would know that Ross Tucker, you know, right. when he says he played for five teams, seven years, that those are two of the five. He is a good one, too. Check, check it out, because I do think the uniforms is something that would launch you to the top. I, I can't figure I don't get the rarity score because I don't I rarely get um, nine out of nine. So it doesn't really matter to me. I'm not even but, completing it. But, but I, when um, I saw this post, yeah. I thought it was not real. I a thousand percent thought that somebody had photoshopped all these different items of clothing onto Carson Wentz. On Carson Wentz. And then I realized, yeah. no, 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 he actually posted it. And you know what? That right there is why he's not a starting quarterback in this league. That, 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 in this league, Dave. You know, you know the other on the other hand, Sheck's thing is like we're, we're we're talking about it, right? So I don't know. Maybe someone notices because of that. I like I like the by the way the update to ten years ago it was the National Football League. Then everybody caught on mm -hmm. that you're just trying to vamp. You're buying yourself an extra second or two in conversation. Right by not going NFL national football league. Um, then that got replaced by, by this league. The new one is our league. I like that one. Football is family. Our mm. league is, a, is, yeah. is, is football our. family. <laughs> Uh, all right, over under, <laughs> over under six and a half hour leagues in uh, the first episode of uh, Hard Knocks. I look forward oh, to that. I, yeah, um, so, yeah, I'm going to go over yeah. that one. I love references to our league. Our league doesn't tolerate that kind mm -hmm. of behavior. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, what used to be our league, the Pac-12. <laughs> I mean, it's done. There's four teams left: Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Oregon. Oregon State. Um, I don't know what these four teams are supposed to do. There's talk about merging with the Mountain West and that becomes the Pac-12 or these four teams join and that becomes the Mountain West. I think this is just a way to screw over the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, um, which will never be the same now with teams like Washington State and Oregon State not having a home. But um, Shaq, I don't know. Maybe these teams just show up at Rutgers and be like, yeah, we're going to the Pac-12. We're going to the Big Ten also. That's it. We're playing. Well, we had a uh, find a field for we, us. Yeah, uh, we're joined by uh, Kevin Hench on minus three yesterday. <laughs> uh, usually, um, uh, Gangbusters episode there, and we dug in on that. And really, I don't think there is a better example of how sideways this thing has gotten than Rutgers and Oregon are now in the Big Ten. I mean, that I mean, makes no no yeah. no GD sense. The thing that would for for me, and I, I you know. 
because I bellyache about anybody who bellyaches about change in sports because it suits their selfish purposes. The reason that the average Uh schnook sitting on the couch doesn't like NIL deals is because they think it's going to damage what they know and enjoy watching on Saturday and at free agency in sports is scary for the average fan. Cause it's going to change things. And it sets aside the human justice of a guy as a free agent. Yeah. I'm 27. I'm good at this sport. I should have a right to choose where I play and make as much money as possible. The reason that that doesn't, that, that they get weird pushback from that from the average fan is because people are afraid of any kind of change. Maybe that's where I am now. Maybe college football will be better than ever by 2028. I don't see it that way because I love the regional. Of course, the regional. I'm with you with that. Yes. Maybe the solution is maybe the best is maybe there could be as many as four conferences, which would have happened. I know I've said this ad nauseum, but had Texas joined the Pac-10, 12, whatever, a decade ago, as they almost did this, all all this hash would have been resolved back then. But Texas yeah. kind of changed at the eleventh hour, and they moved out. If they would have done that, we would have four power conferences. Now, maybe that's still a possibility. That to me is the best because then, obviously, four major conference champions. And if you want to flesh that out with wild cards and stuff, maybe it isn't mm-hmm. that bad. What I hate is the idea of like eight and four teams getting into the playoff. And that's a feels almost inevitable. And that's going to be yuck to my eyes when it was only the very best teams with maybe undefeated, maybe a one loss team can get in. And that's about as far as I well, ever go. You, you mentioned it, it could end up being AFC versus NFC kind of thing where there's two right, conferences and somehow it. they figure out who, who advances. But Martin to Sheck's point, I read somewhere, um, Oregon going to play in Rutgers is 20 minutes closer than if BC traveled to play a game in London. I, I, it is the regional thing is just completely I 100 dead. Believe, disgusting. Like, before I moved to LA, I might not have believed that, but now flying from Los Angeles like to <laughs> Detroit and realizing how am I still yeah. in the same country like after being on a plane that long? Yeah, yeah I'm 100% believe that. I think we'll end up seeing two major conferences, <laughs> but I think it'll be Civil War style, North and South. Maybe right, that would be Northern, all right. Really? Northern teams, your Southern teams. Draw the line right above Los Angeles, right there. And I think that would be pretty much what it looks like. You know what? Yeah, so it'd be emblematic of what the hell's going on in this country anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, go, go m- moving back. But you guys are going to be shocked. The uh, first top 25 coaches poll was released. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State. Can you believe it? <laughs> Can you believe it's those four? Congratulations, Martin. Check. <laughs> you did it. I guess as long as all four of those teams don't end up in the same conference, they won't have a problem, right? <laughs> as long as those teams that, you know, because you have to pick if they were in the same conference, you couldn't have all four going, right? I don't know. I just, uh, Shaq, you're a whole, you're a kind of guy who wants to play the games. I say we got our four. Let's do it before everyone gets hurt. Let's run the final four. <laughs> That's, That's fine it. by me. I mean, you know, the, I, you know, Bert Breer, who I like a lot and uh, agree with uh, a fair amount of the time, I think is wrong in, in saying, he said what the TVs are doing, what the TV, what the networks are doing is they are looking at the numbers and people talk about regional that they love regional games, but nobody watches Kansas versus Mm -hmm. Kansas state. What they do like is watching a powerhouse team play anybody, even if it's a bum team. And maybe that's true, but and I'm not so stupid that I don't know that the networks are the the tail wagging the dog largely in every sport. But 
that's what's great about college football. I, I understand it's 2023 and adding an extra billion or two is the goal here for all parties involved here. But the, uh-huh. nobody asked for this. Fans maybe nationally don't care about Kansas, Kansas State, but the people in Big 12 country care desperately about that. And that's the the fractioning of that maybe is unappealing the networks, but the college football fans, that's the heart of why it's sure. great and why it's better than pro football in that regard. Right. Now you're throwing that out the window because, you know, Fox or whomever is saying like, yeah, but not as many people watch that particular game. And my response to that is go spit. I don't care. I didn't ask if you cared. I mean, like I, I, I love sec country versus pet big 10 country versus the West coast. Mm-hmm. Now it's just all big blob of the same. And it's like going to be like the NFL, I guess. Well, and it's kind of like they did that in baseball, right? Wasn't it 19 games you played against division rivals? And, uh, and it's like, Oh my God, we're now we're going to get less of Red Sox Yankees. Who, why, why is that? And then the, the pushback for that is like, yeah, you get less of uh Marlins nationals too. So I know it just goes on and on. But with this four that um, I, I'm looking at the four, the Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, not much different from how it ever is. But what this tells me is, Martin, is these four teams, they have to lose three games. You know, any of them has to lose three games before they're completely out of it. Oh, yeah. Is that accurate? Absolutely. As a Michigan fan, I know okay. how this game goes. That's the only way. That's the only way yeah. they're not in there. They can lose to Ohio State. And maybe one other one, but it's, you know what I'm saying? And then there, but, but as long as they continue to win 13 to seven all mm-hmm. year and beat the likes of Illinois and Rutgers and whoever's on the schedule, yeah. 13 to seven, 13, to seven, all everybody's going to talk about is just how powerful Michigan's defense is. That's how it works. Right. There's no way. And Shaq is, Georgia's not is, it, lose. Yeah, is that, that, is that the, but is that the, is that the, what when you see these four, Shaq, is that what you see? Like, okay, the, these teams get a pass for definitely one loss, maybe two. Because they're in preseason polls, is your point? Is that uh, because they're the top four in preseason? Yeah, that, that's what this represents. The to human me. condition, yeah. as we always talk about, makes that people have to self validate their opinion before we right. see anything. And so, right, it's right. Uh, yeah, Bama has benefited from that largely over the years like yeah mm-hmm. but they're bam and you sound like yeah but we know we understand that they're still like yeah. that kind of logic i suppose so yeah i mean when when does the 12 team begin next year or is it two years i thought away? it was next year but now all this conference realignment has uh you know shifted the focus to all this but i thought it was 24 maybe I think, uh spaghetti or maybe i think 24 is when is we start to see the beginning of some of this i don't think all of it is happening at, at the conclusion of this season, but I think we start to see the beginning of some of this, like USC and UCLA, I believe, are 24 in the Big Ten. Yeah. Well, what I hope that was right. the thing to root for, if you you know are a chip on your sho- chip on the shoulder, Pac-12 fan, is what you want is for I guess USC you wouldn't be rooting for, but what you want is you know like we've talked about the shortest odds out there. Um, are on mm. some of those Pac-12 QBs. What you want is domination from those individuals and for those teams to rise up. Not USC for obvious reasons, but you would love for like, mm. I mean, now it's all sideways, like an or Your guy, your panics, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What, somebody on like the that. outside looking in to, to, to be a really relevant mm. conference. I mean, what would be really right. fascinating, I don't know if it would feel as juicy as it sounds right now, but what if, you know, Washington and USC tangled in a real big game 
at the end of the season right. and it felt like it were for the soul of or for us uh, for for justice i mean stanford's gonna stink and cal's not good and so that's it's probably mm. not gonna happen that way but it would be cool if one of these outsiders took a real run or yeah. i mean imagine the celebration in knocking off usc if you're one of those schools this year oh you know, sure that, that's something to oh, root yeah. for i guess but it's not going to happen. Yeah. A little go, going away gift right. uh, for them, basically. Yeah. Uh, all right. So to put a pin in it, Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, congratulations. You get a mulligan. You get a free loss in there as if you didn't have one uh, before this poll came out. All right. Let's take a quick break. And we're going to talk baseball, plays of the day, U.S. women, lots of stuff. We'll be right back. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings. But if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and older only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wagers only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet is $1,250. The bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, it's 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so this Tim Anderson-Jose Ramirez fight, pretty good in terms of baseball fights. You don't see a guy get punched and go down, Martin. You don't ever see it. And now, as a result... Um, I don't even know what it didn't even look like a hard slide or a weird slide, but they squared off 
And uh, they even gotten Tim Anderson got in a boxing stance, albeit um, the opposite of how his hands go. He was in a lefty <laughs> stance. But anyway, the commissioner handed down or the league handed down their punishments. Ramirez, who knocked Anderson down, gets three games. Anderson gets six games. And I wonder if that's because Ramirez won the fight. Did the commissioner say, hey, I got nine games to divvy up uh, if you throw fists? Winner sits three of them. Good luck. Listen, is that what happened? As Lil <laughs> John once said, "Don't start no, won't be no." And Tim Anderson started it. That's why he got double the punishment and got his ass knocked out. <laughs> like that's the only yeah. way. Because Tim, well, Jose slid in clean, and then Tim didn't move off the top of him. And I get it. Like, is he out? Is he out? No, he's not out. All right. How about you get off of me, bro? And then when he didn't get off, but the thing. When he threw the gloves down like that, I'm like, oh, Tim Anderson's got some issues for real, for real. And it turns out the issue was right. he didn't keep his left hand up. Because Lord, that right. person. Oh, yeah. I don't know which yeah. move I like better. Was Tim Anderson doing this, doing the bare knuckle boxer thing, or the security right. guard in Montgomery throwing his hat into the air? Both both would be scary if I were standing across from that guy. Be like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble here. As it turns out, Tim mm-hmm. Anderson has uh, has a, a jaw that Glass Joe would mock. I mean, what what the hell happened? He mean, he really got like a, a glove across the face. And I don't mean a baseball glove. I mean, like a white glove. Yeah. Like, how dare you, sir? And it knocked him out. Man. What the hell hey. happened there? Dave, that, that thing knocked him out like a defensive line and hit him in the head. We saw the way he was weird. getting carried off of the field. I'm like, weird. Lord, yeah, they were they were holding him up. He was he was doing the let me add him thing, but they were really holding him up and uh, the, the teammates at that point. But yeah, that was uh, that was good. That was a nice little, uh, you know, early August fight. Odor Batista, I think, compares with that um, knockdown punch. My favorite brawl was Ray Knight, Eric Davis. Ray Knight hit Eric Davis flush, didn't knock him to the ground, which is a uh, pretty Pretty remarkable, but that one's my favorite. Uh, Check. Which is your favorite of the brawls? Um, I, I mean, the obvious one is Nolan Ryan uh, and Robin Ventura yeah. tangling out there. Ventura thought he'd get the better of the old man. He learned otherwise right quick. Um, I like. Yeah, that might be the most punches punches landed in a fight. That might be only because he got like six freebies once he lo- locked uh, got that headlock. I'm trying to think there. of the best of what's on the short list. The the Pete Rose one sliding too hard in the second base and that uh, turning into a Buddy Harrelson. Yeah, yeah. Buddy Harrelson. I mean, that one turning into. I thought a big the brawl. answer was obviously Pedro Martinez versus Don Zimmer. That's my. Oh favorite. yeah, right, right. That's a funny one. <laughs> it's almost like a novelty. You almost can't even count that. I do remember I was talking on against the odds. Like Albert Bell used to. Um, I don't know. He wouldn't punch people, but I feel like he would shove guys to the ground a lot, and they would just they would, there's like nothing anybody could do. Right? He would slide into second, and if they didn't like it, they would be uh they'd end up like halfway into left field or something. So. He was a uh, he was a good uh, one to watch. I um, like the move though, if the commission is in fact doing that, that like well, you won the fight, so you get a day, you get an extra game, or this fact half as uh, a suspension yeah. of the guy who lost it. That'd be right. fun. I mean, like if you could get in the, that would make fighting in the NHL a lot more interesting too. Obviously, when they drop the gloves, not as much as they used to, but now there would be an incentive to. That would be fun. I love that. Bring exactly. Back Bob exactly. Uh, bring him back anyway. He was great. I watched that documentary a couple of Georgie LaRock. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. How, how embarrassing for Anderson. Gets double the suspension and knocked down. And I think Cole hit him yesterday. He got he got plunked in the Yankee game. He's a he's having a, 
a tough, uh, tough hey, little uh, outing when I, here. When I bet yeah. Tim Anderson to lead the American League in hits uh, at the start of this baseball season, I did not think it would be hits in the face. Yeah. Because, like, Josmarini right. Grandel apparently slapped him in the face before the All-Star break. And it's just, you know, yeah. and Tim Anderson had his own thing going on at home. It's been a rough year for you, boy. It's been a rough year for T.A. It really has. Seven. Also rough, uh, O's play-by-play guy, Kevin Brown. Oh, sorry. O's play-by-play guy, Kevin Brown, was removed from the booth for mentioning that the Orioles struggled against the Rays last year. And so now he loses his job. This just can't be the case. This can't be the case that he was fired over that. So I, he's, I saw a report, he's, Sal. He's he'll be back in the booth on Friday. He, he was indefinitely suspended. Oh, he he'll will. be back in the booth on Friday. But to the point, uh, he shouldn't even get couldn't get he shouldn't even get reprimanded for this, let alone. Uh, yeah, you have to sit down and think about what you did. Like, right? How many times did you listen to the clip to wait to hear what was suspension worthy? I just knew there was like an N word floating from off camera or, you know, something homophobic from around the way. That's normally what we see mm. in the in these baseball announcers suspended videos. Right. Like, you know, long bomb to Castellanos. Right. That type of deal. Yeah, but like no, I just no. I I thought this was reading the I, I thought the, the 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 clip was the clip and whatever that was that. But I was like, something check must have happened outside of this clip. He's sleeping with the owner's wife. He uh, drunkenly urinated on the Cal Ripken statue outside of Camden. I don't know. Like they're good this year. He's pointing out how bad they've been traditionally against the Rays, and now they're good this year. And uh, and he gets he gets fined for this or taken off the air for this nonsense. It's absurd. It's uh, Baghdad Bob level kind of stuff that you can only say nice things, except to your point that the Baltimore is in first place. So it's it's not even like they're he's covering up for some embarrassment. Um, yeah, he needs to go. Kevin Brown needs to go um, full on lean into this and just really fillet mm-hmm. Angelos going forward. And the Orioles like he should he should really be. Yeah, asinine in his praise of everything Orioles and never say anything. Just really make a big point out of this because he is this week's patron saint that everybody's looking out for and is willing to help out. So take advantage of it now, Kevin Brown. You can get a different, perhaps better gig than the Baltimore Orioles play-by-play guy if you make a joke out of the man. Oh, I don't know if that's a great. I don't know if that's great career advice. But anyway, I think that would be funny if he did. Uh, if yeah. he would d- do that and only praise Angelos as the greatest, not owner in sports history, but greatest human being, nay, creature to ever walk the big blue marble. He needs to lean I into like that. that too. I like that too. And maybe next time he'll get a suspension less than that of Tim Anderson. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Weeks, weeks and weeks. Meanwhile, speaking of embarrassing, uh, Kevin Hench. Uh, he, you know, he's texting me. He's like, I like the Yankees to make the playoffs. They're plus four fifty. They go in there and Cole loses. You can't just, you can't bet Cole anymore. It's not even his fault. But, um, last week he, he told me Red Sox 38 to one. They've gone one and seven since what is going on with these playoffs. There's going to be like we talked about years ago. It didn't matter. Right. August was, uh, most of the divisions were settled and this is great that, Teams, okay, they're hovering around 500, maybe not the best teams, but at least there's some excitement for September. But Angels now like 12 to 1 to make the playoffs. Yankees losing ground. Red Sox losing ground. Check, that's not what we like. Uh, not good. No, for sports, I want to hear right? what Martin says because I know he's down on the Halos holding on to Shoei Atani. And I, even with this result, I stand by my opinion that yeah. you shouldn't, tra- shouldn't have traded him away. But 
I I swear I know this is dim, but from the books to the teams involved in all this and otherwise, I legitimately think that when you look at like NFL win loss totals, as a for instance, I think that some of the time people forget that there's now 17 games instead of 16. And you're like, oh yeah, right. I got to bake that in a little bit. Same thing here. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're the Yankees or even the Metropolitans, it's like, okay, they're seven and a half back. It's not impossible that they could make that run. You just feel like, <laughs> look at our record. We stink. You know, obviously, you know, empirically, we're not a good team, but because the playoffs yeah. have expanded to allow two thirds of the teams into them, you can get in and be a garbage team. I really, the, the weirder trades to me, I don't, fully comprehend the haul that the Metropolitans got back for Scherzer and Verlander, but it better be worth it because if you hold on to those two guys and you can somehow get on a heater, is it crazy to think that the Mets would win 15 out of 20 and, you know, and really get back involved. And then down the stretch, they lean on their two ace pitchers like that and they get in and that would be the worst team to play in the playoffs. Right. You wouldn't want to go up against yeah. those two and, I think that you kind of forget if you're the Mets, like this is not what we wanted. This is an embarrassment. It's like, yeah, you can still get into the playoffs though. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's not uh Dallas Mavericks level right. uh, when the last three games you're in and just, okay, we're going to tank them uh, instead. But um, yeah. So I think the flip side of there being so many teams that are able to make the playoffs um, is you have a lot of teams to jump. And I think that's what right. the Mets are. And I think the odds are baked into that. So you got to jump five teams to get to that third playoff that's spot. Right. Whereas in the old days, all right, we're eight games back of the Braves and that's the only team we need to catch. And we play them six more times, you know, like uh, then the math kind of works in your favor in a weird way. But, I mean, it uh, might've made ahead, more Martin, sense um, for, the, Angel screwed for up. the Mets to keep Sherlander. It may have made the more sense Ooh, to Sherlander's keep those good. Then it would have for me. Isn't that a uh, ben, ben Stiller movie? I don't <laughs> Surely. Know. Okay, good. <laughs> it would have yeah. made more sense for them, for the Mets to keep them. But like when you got Otani, a guy who is, is there, <clears throat> that he's not going to re-sign in Anaheim. Like he's just not going mm -hmm. to do it. So at the best case scenario, right. unless you're winning a World Series in this season, it, it didn't make no sense to not move the most valuable piece in the entire league and get a whole bunch of, and somebody responded to me on Twitter today saying that like, Oh, you know, some of the best teams in baseball were a bunch of B plus guys with you know, a few stars littered around. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. That's why you trade your right. one a plus 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 guy to try to get a few B plus guys. And maybe one of them turns into a star, right? That's, but the idea that like, showing outside was crying in the freaking dugout the night before Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez got in this fight because they lost. Last night they gave up six. I thought it was Taylor Swift. Inning. You know, oh. it was like they're okay. a terrible baseball yeah. team. And uh, look, yeah, they've not won since the deadline. It, I it think was, they're overall. It was a disastrous right? yeah. move at the moment, and has only proven itself to be worse every single day. And I know, like, I mean, good luck if you're picking them today. Spoiler alert. Well, Shaq, uh, yes, I know. I, uh, good luck to me. Shaq, it would be a major F you for if Shohei said at the end of the season, like, look, I'm, I'll am i go anywhere, but I'm not staying in Anaheim. <laughs> like, wah, wah. Well, it's who do you, they have to at least have a it's shot. A, the Halos yeah. are in that funny spot of like they could be, um, what's his name, Matthew Perry, uh, Chandler Bing was dating while he was either hmm. a drunk or a drug addict or both. He was da dating Julia Roberts, who was among the more coveted women on the planet Earth at the time. And he dumped her hmm. 
because he was afraid of being hurt by her. Same goes with Natalie right. Portman's. Are they separated now? Like every the reaction is like, wait, he dumped her. There's a. Uh, do you want to be that guy? Right. Like that's you know because you're set up to get hurt, so you insulate yourself from mm-hmm. being hurt, so you do the hurting. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is exactly, but I think that the larger picture is: can you really go out to the world and say? You know, it's sort of like our Taylor Swift conversation. There's, you know, there are some big pop stars over the years and everything, but this is Shoei Atani is the biggest baseball mm-hmm. player potentially since Babe Ruth, since, you know, yeah. some, and if you trade him away, boy, you know, I don't necessarily well, got to make some immediate signings. You have to make who's some sign immediate then? impactful signings. If you're, if you're, no, no, I'm saying if, if the angels pass on Otani, they have to, to show their fans that they're they're contenders or serious You're about this crap. You're waving the white they flag. To, if you trade Otani, the point is is that yeah. you wave the white flag and you're announcing oh. that to your to your fan base. Congratulations, like me, me Anaheim Angels! Your arrow spins in the eighth round. You're waiting for the referee to please come and save oh, the and save my life because I won't go down. Bud Crawford is beating the living hell out of me, but I got heart. I'm staying in the fight. I got a puncher's chance, except. It's baseball, not boxing. And as we saw, when boxing tried to baseball, when Tim Anderson put those fists up like that, uh, Jose Ramirez mm-hmm. knocked his ass out. They, now, maybe the Angels right. win 30 uh, games in a row and I look like a jerk. But, I, you know, I'll bet against it. I'm trying to, to figure everything out. And I think for my play of the day right now, I'm taking the Natalie Portman, Errol Spence, <laughs> Angels at minus 115. <laughs> Uh, against the Giants, like we said, they dropped seven in a row. They picked up the Lucas Giolito from the Sox. He's been ineffective since then. 12 earned runs in eight innings. He turns it around tonight against a Giants lineup who's without some of their regular bats. Uh, Mike Jastrzemski, Wilmer Flores, Mitch Hanniger, they're out. Otani, though, continues to to wow everybody. Fastest to 15 steals and 40 home runs. Only took him 114 games. Again, the Angels uh, have their way with Logan Webb today. 6-4 final in Anaheim. And then we're talking about the Angels as content. No, we're not. They're done. Uh, Shaq, your play of the day. Are we living? Are we surviving? We got to figure this out. Well, my live and play of the day is (laughs) I'm going to go back to the Buccos, picking up right where they left off against the allegedly Mm -hmm. mighty Atlanta Braves. Mitch Keller's struggled Mm -hmm. in the second half of the season here. His ERA has now soared up over four but on the money line, plus 140, you can do a lot worse um, with the Buccos, who I will say again, playing pretty good ball. There's a nice vibe there. They've called up all the youth. There's uh, that you, you could be doing worse than the 10 under 500 battling Buccos who are now even up with the Metropolitans in terms of record. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm pretty sure oh, it's yeah. bad. Um, no, it's not good. And yeah. uh, the other one I had for you that feels a little bit safer to me is Max Scherzer laying the run and a half against the Oakland A's. Always a good bet there. Minus 140, a paltry payout. Um, but uh, if you want to bet them on the run line, do that. And at least, you know, mm. you're going to come in at the win- in the in the winner circle. But go ahead and live it up. Why don't you a little bit? Well, which live it up and tell everyone which one you want on our. Uh, I know I got well, I got the, the Buccos. Right? You know what? Yeah. Let's live. Let's live. And the funny one <laughs> is at even money. There's Eduardo Rodriguez, who was Kevin Hench's goat of the week, the bad goat for right. not accepting a trade to the Dodgers in favor of staying in Detroit. Um, I don't. Did he have like one of those? Uh, 
one of those it is apartment in Detroit. Did he have one of those like uh, bathtubs that also can turn the jets on or something? Like what what was so important? Jacuzzi about tub, Dave? Yeah, no, jacuzzi uh, tub. What, what did he need to stay there for? Were the were the bathroom the floors opposite, warming Dave. or something? What? It's the pizza, Martin. It's the Detroit style yeah, pizza, have, right? It's Set either them, the Detroit the Detroit style pizza or actually and I Last week, I talked to Nate Burleson about that famous pizza accident. And again, Detroit-style pizza did it again. Broke his whole arm. Ruined the season. But Mm. to your point, I think last season, there were some arguments with the Tigers about his contract. And he ended up not getting paid for like two or three months during the season. So I think him Mm. rejecting his no-trade clause was a nice middle finger back to the tiger saying, I don't care. Uh, I'll just, yeah. So I think that's really what it boiled down to. Well, he's really, Not that, really stingy to them. He gets to stay in Detroit instead of going out to LA <laughs> to play for a contending ball club. Boy, take that Battle tigers. <laughs> so my play of the day, Martin, I am taking my new hometown yeah. team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, not the former one, the Detroit tigers. I'm taking the Dodgers on the run line. Uria struggled earlier in the year, but he's four and one in his last five. Diamondbacks didn't struggle early in the year, but since the all-star break have seemingly forgot to hit and Corbin Carroll is hitting like 100 since the all-star break. So I'm going to go ahead, fade the Diamondbacks and go ahead, take the Dodgers by a run and a half. That's a great one. That's, a definite, Dodgers, That's that, a definite winner as well. Listen, they're, they're getting Kershaw back. I think six of the last seven games, they've scored seven runs or something. They're, they're, they're fun to watch. They're the team to watch now, next couple of weeks, I think. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to talk uh, oh, Women's World Cup. We lost? I think we lost. We'll right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Women's World Cup. Um, it's not been good. I got to be honest. There have been six straight shutouts now in the round of 16. The competition's not been terrific, but at least also no one's able to see it. Um, is 1 a.m. start? Pacific, the worst for our country, like in terms you want to see it, hmm. like we're not staying up that late. We're not going to stay up till three o'clock to watch the completion of a game. And are the East Coasters waking up at 4 a.m.? I think 1 a.m. couldn't be couldn't be worse in terms of uh, scheduling. And um, it makes sense because the U.S. women lost and I lost money. And uh, there you go. I don't know what to say, but uh, I guess this team hates each other. And I wish they would have told me ahead of time before I dropped $100,000. <laughs> Well, Hench, Hench warned you. He said, don't take the U.S. women. He knew that they Jeez. were, that their nominal stars were all past their prime. And then the next generation 
uh, ain't right mm. quite yet. And he said that there was an opening there and he said England and I believe they're still in it. I don't know. This is again, back to Taylor Swift. I'm just, I, know? I don't know. I mean, I'm just <laughs> shocked that, uh, that you took the women that you took the United States, I should say. Oh, shit. Like up. that, that, that's an anti sound move if I've ever known. Oh, yeah, oh, you're talking about yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. What were you? What are you I took them to make, I, I took them to make the final four. And I thought if they had lost in the final four, that that would be an upset enough. And they would, you know, they would be chastised and all the stuff that's going on now. But good Lord, that they can't get by the, the 16. But the thing that gets me crazy, Martin, is we all knew it. We saw it from their pool play, whatever it was, the, those first few games. And the odds makers didn't adjust and that scared us. Sometimes the odds makers not adjusting scares you like, well, yeah, no, but they're going to get it together against Sweden who beat Ireland. I'm sorry. Who beat, uh, who they beat Italy and, um, Argentina. It's like, no, they're not. They, they haven't played well. They played good four good minutes. And, uh, but anyway, it's a, a weird psychological thing, Martin, right? When the, the odds makers refuse to change something, and uh, it scares you off a bet that you know uh, oh, you're going to win. Oh, absolutely. Like when you Stupid. see a quarterback gets hurt and you, all of a sudden the line only moves by like one, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the other side. I don't like it nearly as much anymore. But this is what right. we do this with soccer every four years. The last women's soccer moment that I remember was Brandy Chastain. Boom. <clears throat> From then, <throat> the last soccer moment in the United States I remember was Brandy Chastain. And every like four years well, or so. Well, they've won two cups. They won I, two I cups suspect that you could summon a memory or three since Chastain, right? I mean, I remember, you know, I remember. he's a pervert. A, Not if you're a pervert like uh, like Martin. That's all that's ingrained. I was like, what? what? Do? I think eight when that happened. But it's just, uh, we get surprised when we suck at this. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. I put him through puberty. <laughs> um, well, so what's the next patriotic and sports endeavor? For well, us? This, uh, this messy. I mean, the, the messy thing is the uh, phenomenon under uh, while all this uh, come apart with the, the nation once again yeah. being torn asunder by somebody having an opinion that p- some people don't like um, and people cheering right. against the red, white and blue and all that. Very strange. At the same time, the U.S. of A. has gone gaga for this Argentinian fella. And I don't know what sense yeah. to make of it. And I guess the bottom line is it doesn't make a difference. It's like going to see the Globetrotters. You're seeing, or like Will Chamberlain play for the Globetrotters. You're seeing one of the all-time mm-hmm. greats in what is essentially an exhibition. He's not, he's, he's too good for these guys. It's it, right. I mean, I, like, so I was uh, asking Hench about on minus three and he said, I, yeah, he has some soccer thing. Like, it doesn't matter how much better you are. Soccer's a, I don't understand. I, my brain got fuzzy when he was talking, but uh, about it. But um, it, it, it's fascinating yeah. stuff that maybe it does feel to me again like this is a little bit different than other. Like, ooh, that player's coming over to play in the American Soccer League. It's like who's going to give a crap? People are going crazy about this right. in Miami and stuff in Dallas's stadium to get a look at this guy, and then he keeps on delivering. You know, I, I all right. Let them go crazy. It's not, it's not for me. Football's for us. Hard knocks is for yes. us. We have 30 days now, right? Two days plus 20, 28, 30. We keep getting stuck with the weird numbers. So I want to do the best number 30s Terrell right now, Davis. but okay. Terrell Davis. Yes. He's a, but not too many other football. Jalen Ramsey, right? 30s. Yeah. I knew he had some weird number like that. Yeah. Right. Brian Brian Mitchell, right for the for the Redskins at the time. I don't know. I mean, they, I feel like there's more like uh, 
uh, like Nolan Ryan wore 30. Steph wore 30 for a little bit, right? Nolan Ryan was um, like 34 as well. So yeah, that's not yeah, even really. I'm seeing him on the Angels. A lot of these guys change numbers. Mar your, your guy, Marty Brodeur, was 30, wasn't he? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, the goalie uh, number. But wait, the bro, yeah, Lung, what was Lundquist 30? Was Lundquist 30, Spaghetti? I think he was. Yeah, Hank was 30. I don't know. What about Eric Dickerson? Yeah. No, he was 29. In Eric fact, Dickerson. he tells a funny Todd Gurley was okay. 30, though. Todd Gurley was there 30, you go. right? That's I'm looking at. I the asked Rams. Eric yeah. Dickerson, how did you get stuck? Like, you know, it's not like you were, uh, you know, uh, uh, going into training camp, like, yeah, maybe I'll make the team. You're the get for, for the Rams and they stick you with 29. And he said, you know, what's mm -hmm. funny. I told them I'm not showing up if they make me wear 29. I, I told them I'm not going to do it. And he has some long story about, about how they convinced him that 29 was going to be his number. And he finally embraced it, but he had some legitimate uh, qualms about where, right. as he should. Right. Of course, this is an important moment of getting your number. My boy going into his freshman year now, is going to get assigned his number to, and we've been having. Oh, what's he well, doing? We don't know yet. We're, you know, we're trying. He said he doesn't even know as a freshman if he gets a choice, but we're trying to get him yeah, ready. Yeah, sometimes you don't have as much say. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you gave him a list of twelve that he's that are accepted. Right. Are they? Gonna, right. Do they? They okay. don't set them by position at that at that level, do they? They do, kind of. Yeah, they they try. Okay. Yeah, they try. Yeah. Uh, who? Oh, Icky Woods was thirty. Yeah, for uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, thirty might be. Dare I say the most popular, good, decent goalie number? It would be in the conversation. Uh, Vashon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, who else? Ed uh, Belfour. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at some yeah, of these you hockey go up players. To, you uh, go, I, I those numbers tend to land between, like, you can be a, a goalie, you can wear number one, or it sort yeah. of starts around, I think, like, 27 is the low number you'll see in the and 20s, then and then good. they go up to like 40 or thereabouts. Terry Sawchuk, Chris Osgood, Jerry Cheever. Terry Sawchuk, yeah, Terry 30. Sawchuk, who at one point was considered the greatest goalie in the history of people. I think people mm -hmm. move past that now. But what's interesting with him is uh, he got into a wrestling match with one of his teammates. They'd been boozing a little bit mm -hmm. outside one summer day and uh, Sawchuk got thrown on the grill and he died. Is that how it happened? He died. He, Wait a his minute. Friend, his friend threw, or they, they were rivals pally kind of like to wrestle around and he got thrown on the grill and he died that's right and he all but he also took the skate to the neck right? no 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 you're thinking of uh clint malarchuk oh malarchuk that's a different yes, person that's a different guy terry sawchuck and clint malarchuk yeah, terry sawchuck didn't Our wear a Josh mask Starter. and now you realize why you should be wearing a mask after you hear the grilling story check and i hmm. worked on a we met on a sports trivia game show i don't think it's still around it was called sports geniuses um, hosted by Matt Vaskersian and Sheck and I were writers and our friend Josh Gardner was a writer and he would write questions like um, having received 175 stitches in his neck after getting <laughs> after a skate sliced through him. Uh, Clint Malarchuk led the <laughs> right. He would list the worst <laughs> The most ridiculous things is questions. And the head writer would be like, what can I do with this? Like, right? like after rushing for 2000 <laughs> yards in 1972, yes. accused double murderer, yeah. OJ Simpson went on and yeah. like he would. <laughs> yeah. Accused double murderer. Um, uh, OJ Simpson theorized that it wasn't him, but um, <laughs> drug lords from what South American country that <laughs> killed 
<laughs> Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> like, that's a good question. Columbia? Yes. Wow. Okay. That's our football question. Good. There you go. Oh, man. Yeah. You missed some good times there, Martin. Yeah. Uh, before right. my time. Martin was two. But you know what else was before my time, Joe? <laughs> but I just heard this earlier yeah. today in this very Clem Malarchuk, number 30, wow. by the way. So there you go. Uh, so you yeah. were just up in ahead, Idaho at, at the fishing compound, right? Yeah. There's a big evil Knievel room, hmm. I've heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, the Snake River is right there. Because so Mario was you- interviewing Jake Tapper today, who wrote a book. Oh, really? And apparently, Jimmy helped him write the book with all the evil Knievel information on it. And so just um, know I'm that sure. if Jake Tapper ever writes a book about sports betting, you're right there. Okay. You're plugged in. You can just be his consultant. And I heard him from, from the horse's mouth himself today. As long as you put it in the acknowledgments, it's perfectly fine. Is that right? You get as many Very people nice. as you oh, like yeah. to help you with your book. Uh, do do a, do an evil Knievel deep dive. It's uh it's fascinating. There's there's never going to be one. I, I don't even like Shaq. Could there be like a YouTuber that has the? I guess it could. I guess I'm trying to think like if anyone could be like evil Knievel. Well, I was just going to say, um, you know, who was the Taylor Swift of society in the '70s? Evil Knievel. That's who. I mean, he would have prime oh, time special, second place to Beyonce. Who is so? Who is the best? There was nobody. There was, he, he was the one. Of the fourteen European markets that Beyonce went to, she set twelve local records. Maybe Taylor Swift has been there. I don't understand. What, what what are you getting out of this argument? It's clear that it's just, Taylor it's Swift. Just, I don't it, know. It that, is, maybe Beyonce right. erasure. Beyonce is the premier entertainer of the of of my generation. But she may be, but fun. she's not as popular. Is that and popularity doesn't equal who's best necessarily? She's about to be but two point one billion dollars arguing on this. Yeah. Oh, well, spaghetti! You're saying a billion dollars in sales, and then Martin shoots back. For the record, I'm not, I'm not in either corner. And actually, I've seen Beyonce in concert twice, and I've seen Taylor Swift zero times. But uh, I understand mm. what Martin's saying with his links. Uh, she may be the projections that she may earn more. I'm not sure if that's due to more concert dates. I'm not sure if that's due to a world tour versus just a simple U.S. tour that Taylor Swift is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just any other metric in terms of Spotify listens and all that kind of stuff, um, followers. Like Taylor Swift really blows her out of the water. And I don't, I, I mean, mm. I don't think that in terms of like who's more popular right now, I think this, I've never, I can't escape the Taylor Swift tour. Yeah. And I didn't even know Beyonce was touring. Uh, and that's not a knock on her. I just think wow. Taylor Swift kind of infiltrated everyone's brain for better or for This worse. has got to be a two Americas thing because I couldn't give a damn about Taylor Swift. Like, I'll do respect. Mm. Like, I've listened, I've been around Taylor Swift music i mean working at the radio station when she blew up just two years later like i the taylor swift well there's a difference between not giving a i don't give a damn about her either but i can't stop hearing but that's about what I'm, it, it doesn't know? it doesn't come across none of this is coming across yeah. my social media timeline meanwhile there's people mm-hmm. blaming beyonce for the reason why there's still european inflation like interesting <laughs> baby face j- jump in what, what would you say about well, this? I, I can't as eloquently put it as martin but martin I, I told sal taylor swift tickets right now are like white people's jordans like they have to get them they're they will line up for them they will do i think anything. you're gonna get canceled for that i hope what? you're doing fine. No. yeah this is, i don't know i don't know what they, that means this yeah. is, i haven't seen anything like this since hamilton it doesn't matter if you're a fan or not you have to be there you have to have the instagram photo to, that you were at taylor swift that you witnessed this it is like a religious experience right now for people. It's just wow. wild that she's about right. to make that Beyonce's about to make two point two billion dollars off of this experience that none of y'all have ever heard about or seen or talked about. When I, like, it is crazy. <laughs> that is weird. That's weird. 
I did tell, you know, I saw Billy Joel. We went to New York a couple of weeks ago. I saw Billy Joel and I, I told my wife, well, I'm like, well, Billy Joel is better than Taylor Swift. She's like, no, no way. I said, I said, no, he was. And she's like, you weren't even at the con. You weren't even at Taylor Swift. How do you know? I said, well, I, I knew you were going to say that. Beyonce paid $100,000 in D.C. to extend the D.C. Metro hour after her weather show got delayed because otherwise that it would have been too much of a stress on the infrastructure because they had to keep the trains running later wow. than it was supposed to. Are, what, are you her publicist or something? This is crazy. These are just things that I'm <laughs> coming across. Like, I didn't even know that, like, you guys, Taylor Swift was in L.A., didn't know about it. Like, I had, like... <laughs> What? That's not true. I promise that, you. Really? I promise you. When you mentioned that, I knew Taylor Swift was on a tour. I didn't know where it was. I yeah. had you, you. I had no idea it was in Inglewood. No one. No one in your life wanted to go. You heard about L.A. Taylor Swift. Zero percent of people in my life no mentioned shit. that Taylor Swift was going to be on a concert in L.A. until I got on this podcast. Mm. Thousands of people, mm. where whatever venue she's playing in the country, thousands of people in every city go and get into line and then stand outside. The, they just, they just, what tailgate. do you think they're doing at Beyonce shows, Dave? I, is that is, a is, thing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I, I, dog. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, wow. I remember Mark Britney Gunnels Spears being big. His parking spot, his apartment for the Beyonce show in LA, that is months from now for like 150, 200 bucks. Wow. I would contend that Beyonce and Taylor Swift are, are Relative are pretty close in terms of talent. I mean, I'm not a uh, you know, I'm not a big pop music guy, but I get the sense that they both write their own music and that they're gifted mm-hmm. before you know, good gifted dancer. Well, she Taylor Swift's not a gifted dancer, Beyonce is, but Swift is taps into a certain musical vibe that you know, serious minded music people mm-hmm. admire that they think it's great music you know, in terms of the bones of the, the, the sound and everything else, they both have these huge catalogs and are wildly successful, but it just feels, I'm just going off of anecdotally everywhere I go. It's like, Oh man, this town is shut down right now. For he's telling Swift. us we're too white. I he's, hear what he's, he's going he, for. Every, but, every show he's got to tell us how they white play we football are. games in Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> football with you and football with two O's and Beyonce yeah. has been the biggest draw in there ever. All right. This is, this I think is, Taylor Swift. Taylor, this is ahead, the most heated debate I think we've ever had in Extra Points history. I can't even believe that we're <laughs> at this point. They're going toe to toe over there. I I love that we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, right? It's uh, a <laughs> that's, that's the ultimate. Hey, Aaron Rodgers went Hodders. to the Taylor Swift show. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> I think Eddie needs to go to both, and whichever one he cries at is the more successful. Right, more, well, right? Be he's more successful to show Tony crying in the dugout. No, he's crying. What he's doing is he's <laughs> cry. He, he hides uh, his emotions when he talks about Eric Carlson to me and in public. But deep down, uh, deep down, he's crying. He knows. I don't think I so. Just love I don't think so. Noted right. concert enthusiast, noted live music theory enthusiast, Eddie Spaghetti knows. At least I, he had to see Beyonce twice. You know what I'm saying? Something to that. Eddie Spaghetti agrees that Taylor Swift is a bigger star than Beyonce is. Yeah, but yeah, also, but Martin, also it's crazy that Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's been so far for a week and you, you've not heard about it until this podcast. I mean, that's that's as wild as, at least as wild as us not knowing about Beyonce in Detroit. But I mean, at least I knew she was on tour. I just didn't know where she was. <laughs> like it, I was right. in Alabama. I was too busy concerned with people throwing their hats up in the air and fighting over boats. 
I gotcha. All right. Listen, we've said a lot here. We're over an hour here, hour and seven minutes. I think it's time to say goodbye. Just get ready. Just prepare mentally for hard knocks. Uh, Shaq minus three, you and Kevin Hench. You trade back and forth. Talk about this uh, Penguins trade. Talk about the state of the Pac-12. All, all that, all that and stuff and where the Patriots are going to finish in an impossible AFC East. It's hard to make mm. a case for them finishing anywhere other than fourth yeah. place. It's good as they might be. I, I really think they might be a nine win team and be in last place. And uh, also go back and listen to the episode with Chris Long. Great life advice beyond just uh, pro football that uh, the second to most recent show we did. All right. There you go. Reminder to everyone out there. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember. You're all our favorites. See you Thursday.